back to the Newsy Sportscast. It's been a bit since I've done uh, one of these. I'm your host, Jamie Nugabab, but I'm extremely excited uh, to have on the line a guy who uh, spent his whole junior career being broadcasted by yours truly uh, back in the day. So I saw him play about a billion times, including like summer league and spring hockey and everything. I saw him play so many times, um, but he was so good and um, ended up a four-year career at Mercyhurst. Uh, had a cup of coffee in pro hockey, and now he's heading to Ryerson University. Uh, it is Matt Whitaker. Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. Nuge, thanks for having me. It's always good to see you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you've seen about every single second of my junior hockey career, so it's good to come back and chat with you. 100% I did, 100%. Uh, I got to ask you right off the hop, the first thing that you know gla- kind of glares on every you know sort of elite prospects page is um, I'm sure, you know, people who listen to this will be like, oh, who's Matthew Whitaker? So they head to Elite Prospects or Hockey DB or whatever, um, which is just natural. And I encourage that, yeah. in fact. Um, but last year you didn't play. Um, you know, why was that? Was it just sort of weighing options? Was it an injury thing? Like sort of what uh, – did you think you were genuinely done with the game that, like, yeah, as so, a player or what? Um, I don't know. It was kind of a whirlwind of a year. So I started off, uh, went to camp in Bakersfield in the American League, and – I uh, got sent down to Wichita and just, you know, pro hockey, kind of the way the shuffle goes, I could kind of tell that um, it wasn't going to work out. So I uh, started talking to my family, my agent, kind of thinking like, hey, what am I going to do? Am I going to, you know, sign with a different coast team or, you know, maybe go overseas? And that's when I kind of got the idea um, that I could get my eligibility back in Canada. And uh, since I played pro hockey, I had to sit out a full year before I'd be eligible. So I used that time to study for my GMAT, write my GMAT and uh, get all my applications done. And um, it allowed me to get into my MBA program over at Ryerson and be eligible right away. If the season was starting now, I would have been eligible now, but um, I guess we'll wait until the puck drops. But uh, yeah, kind of originally it was going to be my first full year pro and then uh, turned into something that um i didn't expect but um i'm really happy with and really excited about yeah i know it's uh it's cool i do want to ask you about the the that pro experience because uh um you know you had a pretty good uh division one career with mercerston especially that last year you really seemed like you kind of hit your uh hit your groove i guess you had some injury problems the year before and i actually saw you a little bit um unfortunately with your injury situation when I was yeah. visiting Toronto that one time yeah, yeah. we went to the herb um but uh you know that was obviously tough but you definitely bounced back and then and then you had your cup of coffee uh, in Newfoundland with a very very good very 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 good east coast hockey league team. oh yeah um I think they went on to win the east coast hockey league that year yeah they did um so you know what was that jump like even you know in that moment from college hockey to pro hockey without even camp without anything just like okay school's yeah. done wham now i'm in pro hockey yeah exactly. Uh, playing against like men who are trying to put like food on their kids tables all of a sudden like what was that like for you yeah it was it was crazy uh we played friday saturday at Percyhurst in the playoffs against army and uh ended up getting swept so kind of talked to my agent right away and we figured out okay it's time to time to go pro um i'm not going to go back and do my fifth year at Mercyhurst, we had 12 seniors graduating, so I just kind of wanted to graduate with my class and move on. But, uh, yeah, it was basically we ended on the Saturday, hung out with the guys for a few days, and, 
you know, kind of did our thing and then uh, flew out on Thursday morning from Erie, met the team in Adirondack on Friday morning at morning skate and then played that night. So um, the adjustment itself, the game was different, uh, especially with 10 forwards in the East Coast Hockey League. So um, that was some getting used to. And uh, I guess I didn't really have time to think about it too much. I kind of got thrown in the fire. Um, so I kind of learned that way. And luckily I had some great guys around me, like my roommate in Newfoundland, Todd Skirving, who played for RIT. So um, he really helped me out a lot, him and Brady Ferguson. So, um, you know, I didn't have too much time to really think about the transition, but I remember my first game battling with a guy who was like six foot eight, probably full beard. I, can't, I still can't even grow facial hair. So, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he kind of bullied me around a little bit. And I was, that was kind of my welcome to pro hockey moment. But, um, yeah, but in terms of like thinking about it and I didn't even have time to be like really nervous or anything. It was more, the nerves were just on the flight over, even though I had like three connecting flights, it was kind of a, kind of a mismatch of a day, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. St. John's and Newfoundland in general was just a, a wonderful place. Did you get to experience it at all or was it just get in, roll away and get out? Yeah. So I, I got to go over there for a while. I did, uh, I did my ATO for five games and then uh, ended up signing a contract and went back there um, with the way the team was. Obviously, we were really, really loaded over there. It was uh, incredible just to you know, be on the ice, play and practice with those guys. You can kind of tell there's a big jump from college to pro. Um, I think the big thing is the, the East Coast League gets kind of looked down on a bit, but you got these guys that are all top players in Division One hockey, major junior, whatever it be, and uh, the the level's really good, and uh, as far as St. John's goes, that city's incredible. Like I I probably never would have gone out there if it was like just me being a Toronto guy. It's pretty far away, but um, after spending a little bit of time out there, it's it's incredible place, and I'd love to go back. Yeah, very cool. Uh, my wife and I did our honeymoon there, and yeah, it was cool. Definitely. Really oh, it's like, awesome. Really like Newfoundland. Yeah, really beautiful and. We have two newfies on our my the team that I work for now, which is great. We oh, had really? one before, so always telling them about uh, about how cool it was. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, you and I can't get together uh, and and not reminisce. Um, we always do that, but yeah, uh, you know, it has to be done, and and we definitely enjoy. I know I enjoy, and I know you enjoy it. So, uh, hopefully, the people back you know who are listening can can bear with us a little bit. But uh, you know, you. Um, you know, you're, you're a guy that, uh, jumps into, um, you know, a, a North York Rangers team that, uh, you know, had, um, you know, just a ton of, um, I guess guys being kind of thrown together from different places, guys who were holdovers, uh, from, uh, from North York's team before that. And then guys that Jason Fortier had brought over, um, from Vaughn. Uh, including yourself, I believe, uh, was a guy yep. who I guess you could consider, you know, would have been a Vaughn Viper, but then ended up, and this is the 12-13 season, and, and obviously you and uh, and Patty and Kalk and Karens and Carpino and, um, you know, not Stevie Hilladen. That would have been cool. Oh, Stevie. Uh, though we, we almost, I remember we almost got Stevie uh, yeah. in a big trade. Uh, I don't know if it was the year after that or whatever, but uh, that's, another, that's another topic for another time. But, uh, you know, a 12, 13 year ended up being really special uh, in a lot of ways. I don't know uh, what you guys, if you can remember what you expected, but obviously a big run to the, uh, to the conference finals against 
ridiculous St. Mike's team, but uh, yeah. Um, but that was that was such a, a fun year and a sort of fun way for um, you know uh, everybody to kind of become close. Uh, you know, what was that room like? If you can remember, and and what do you remember about that uh, run? Oh, that those guys were all all incredible. I remember I wasn't sure what kind of what to think. I like just joined kind of last minute. Um, Forge really helped me out with that. And John Dean was great, really. You know, I was the only 17-year-old, so he was great with me and helping me work on my game and ultimately helped me get a scholarship that year. So I can't thank those guys enough. Uh, Diener and Forge have been great to me. Uh, Diener obviously was some tough love, but uh, it worked out in the end. So uh, the guys were all incredible. I still have friends from that team that I talk to every other day, every week. So um, that run was, was something special and it was something that I'll, I'll look back on fondly forever. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we got bounced, but um, yeah, those, those memories and the friends that, that I made there uh, are, are, are awesome. Yeah, that was, that was a crazy year. And uh, I think, you know, it was an interesting, interesting uh, playoff run. Because uh, I think you guys played Buffalo maybe, uh, yeah. for first round or second round. Can't yeah, that and, that was second round. That one yeah. that one was tough because I had right. to try and tell my my teachers in high school that hey, I can't can't make the class day and <laughs> the Buffalo for the day. But <laughs> yeah. uh, right. a couple of overtime games and obviously Kalki burying the winner in the in the last one. So yeah, and uh, you know, and the Buffalo would be uh, I guess a team that. Um, that you'd run into again but uh, it was it was interesting because I felt like they were a team that had such high expectations too in that in that second round and I don't feel like they give you guys like the way they came out I remember like game one I think at the the rink for the Buffalo Sabres in the playoffs I felt like they came out like with no respect for you guys yeah and then, uh, and then you guys just club club clubbed them and I think Taylor Price who is having a tremendous pro career I think uh was just spectacular in that series too and um yeah and then obviously yeah. you know that same mike's team with you know nhl draft picks and stuff eventually were were pretty cool yeah that 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 same mike's team was great i think uh you know looking back that that one could have gone either way but mm-hmm. it is what it is and uh like our north york team i think we were younger so a lot of teams didn't give us too much credit but we had some guys with an incredible skill like carps uh, Karen Z, Patty, guys like that who really came into their own that year. Kalki, obviously, and uh, the older guy Valley, just kind of running the front, driving the bus. But um, I think us being young was kind of an advantage. We were kind of naive and didn't know that like how the playoffs really worked. So we just mm-hmm. kind of went in and worked hard every night and let mm-hmm. the chips fall. So yeah, it was interesting. And then you know what I'll always tell people too, and we'll, we'll, we'll move on from 12, 13, but what I'll tell people always is that, uh, you know, there was a, a 15 year old minor midget call up in that conference final series against uh, between you guys who played a prominent role named Mitch Marner, who uh, people may or may not know at this point. Yeah. Uh, is a decent, a decent, uh, a decent player. Yeah. He's not bad. Eh? He's okay. He's okay. Um, and, you know, obviously Jordy Moranti, who was probably the key to them. Uh, yeah. He went on a run. What a guy. What yeah. a player he was. I think he like he scored like three goals in like the whole time he was with uh, the St. Mike's Buzzers during that regular season, but then kind of had an explosion during the playoffs. And, yeah, yeah they, they, they were sweet. They had a great team and guys like 
I, I remember playing against Conacher in that in that playoff and then running into him playing him against him for two or three years in college. I was like, man, I can't get away from this guy. Yeah. Well, that's funny. It's a small, it's a small hockey world, eh? Yeah. And like, if you look at that team, how many guys are playing pro right now on that same Mike's team is, is pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and obviously, uh, Josephs uh, is it was a draft pick. I think Buckles was a draft pick. Yeah. And uh, you kind of go down the list. Anyways, could uh, could dwell on that uh, that forever. Um, you know, the next year it was kind of different. It was that it was a team that you guys were expected to. Um, you know, to go really far and to do a lot. And, uh, you know, obviously it was still a pretty good year, uh, obviously. Uh, I just think maybe, like, it wasn't that, it wasn't as good maybe as everybody expected. And, uh, you know, maybe there was some, there was obviously plenty of ups and downs, but uh, I don't know what, what you would agree with me that that was, it was sort of a bit of a disappointment the year, or or did you feel like the team did as well as they could? I believe it was a second round loss to the, Toronto Lakeshore Patriots, who I yeah. you know, obviously also work for, and you knew a lot of those guys too really well. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, um, I got plenty of harassment during that second round series from everybody. Yeah, it's a tough <laughs> one for you. Eh? But uh, I don't know. How, how would you uh, assess that year, 13-14, because you guys had so, so, so much talent and, and all that experience from the year before? Yeah, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's, um, we, had, we had a great team, a lot of returners. Um, and individually guys guys did really well guys were scoring and all that and the regular season was kind of us just kind of feeling it out and getting our flow and getting into a rhythm but come playoff time um you know it was, it was obviously disappointing we all went in with the mindset that this is our year to to go deep and make a run at the rbc cup and um to lose in that second round obviously to a very very good lakeshore team with uh you know some great players and a great coach behind the bench. Um, it, that that one sticks out to me as one of uh, one of the more disappointing playoff runs, but um, still, you know, a great great year with uh, with a great group of guys. And sad we couldn't couldn't do more with it with the great group we had. But um, it was great to see a lot of those guys move on and start their college careers or move on and you know start with their with their lives and what be it. But uh, yeah, that one was uh, was definitely a disappointing season. Yeah, it, yeah, you would you guys would go be hot and and cold and hot and cold. I remember um, um, like you crush some teams and then you get crushed and just be like, man, it was kind of all over the map. Uh, and then the next year, obviously, you kind of really get that opportunity yourself to be um, you know a big time leader, a big time point producer. Um, but you know, it was also a situation. And one thing I want to talk to you, ask you about. Uh, maybe not, you know, we could talk about that, that 15, 16 season, but um, I'm also curious about how it affects players uh, when there's a new coach coming in. Obviously he's not a new coach because you guys knew Mark Joslin um, as the assistant the year before, um, but just such a different style, uh, like different personality than John Dean was. Yeah. Um, just completely, completely different. You know, John Dean, you know, intense, uh you know obviously just eat sleep the game you know whatever obviously good guy everybody's a good guy i'm not saying everybody's yeah. not a good guy but just just so different and jazzy you know try to man manage and um you know sort of be the be a motivator maybe more than more than more than that so uh you know how much did that kind of affect the group in the locker room that you not only changed coaches because that happens but you changed such a style of coaches 
Yeah, um, it was a it was a big adjustment. Um, a little less so for guys like me and Gabe and and Funger because we already were around Jazzy for the last couple of years with him working with our team. But we had a really young team, and um, it was great to see Diener move on to the OHL, and he's doing great now in the Sioux. Um, but with uh, I guess the big difference would be Diener is a really really tough. Uh, like really strict X's and O's wise, uh, like really gets his guys involved and um, you're playing and you know that he's, he's wanting to win almost, almost more than, more than the team is. He's so passionate. And I'm not saying that Jazzy's not passionate because he is, but <laughs> it's uh it's a different kind of intensity. And uh, Jazzy was kind of making sure with our young team uh, that he coached it differently and making sure everyone developed and got used to the speed and during, like when it came time for playoffs that we were all ready to go instead of you know putting emphasis on on winning every single night it was more about winning but also getting our team prepared and getting up to speed and getting where we need to be because obviously the the makeup of our group was a lot different um so yeah i think it was uh, a great adjustment personally uh for me it was awesome you know just getting to to play a little more take a bigger role and uh, gear up for college um and i think like you can't find a guy on that team that didn't like playing for jazzy so um yeah well, like diener was awesome they're both great in, in their own ways and um i think jazzy was a great fit for the group that we had for sure yeah and no, it was it was a it was a very interesting year uh kind of similar to the one year before where it was like you guys um you know just kind of couldn't get on a super sustained run but um it was never like the, the wheels fell off or anything too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, it was an interesting year. Uh, you know, one guy I do want to ask you about, um, you know, from that team is a guy who's, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to think about it because, you know, everybody, so many guys, I'm, you know, definitely you included would love to just be drafted anywhere in the NHL draft. And obviously that's, you know, you're trying, you're going to try maybe a different path. Um, and that's great. But, uh, you know, obviously Will O'Reilly, yeah. Uh, the very last pick in the 2017 draft by the Pittsburgh Penguins and, yeah. um, you know, ended up being a, a great player in uh, maybe a bit of a struggling program down at RPI. But, uh, um, you know, he's he's got his pro contract. You know, the Penguins have signed him. You know, he's probably going to be in the AHL this year coming up. But I uh, remember that year he came out, got out to a, a phenomenal start. And then uh, I guess Jazzy kind of needed him to change roles just a tiny bit and, and be a bit more of a shutdown guy. So it was credit to a 17 year old kid uh, in being able to sort of adjust to that role change. But, uh, you know, obviously he's a special player. He was special back then. And um, it seems like he's, you know, on a pretty good trajectory to be part of the Pittsburgh Penguins organization too. What, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah. Well, he's uh he's an awesome kid. Um, I remember that his, his rookie year with us, he uh, came in, he was, the big boy kind of still still learning how to use his body, but uh, he can fire the puck. He can skate while he's a big body. He can play all 200 feet of the ice. So uh, in terms of that, it was just about kind of rounding out his game and making him more ready for college. And I think uh, in college hockey, the emphasis is really on defensive games. So um, it definitely helped mold him into, into a great player and a leader at RPI. So um, to say I'm shocked that he signed with Pittsburgh is it's, it's I'm, I'm not even like not shocked at all it's uh you know I kind of expected it even though he went you know in the draft where he went uh he's a guy with 
tremendous upside and I think you're starting to see it now. And um, I think that in the future, there's, there's no reason that he can't go well, like go in and adjust the pro game well and, you know, eventually become a, a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So um, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely rooting for him and hopefully get out on the golf course with him soon. Cause uh, he's, he's a pretty good golfer. So, um, but yeah, he's a, he's a great guy and a great hockey player. So uh, it was fun to play with him that year and uh, it's been fun watching him. Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing that really sticks out to me from that year, um, it, was, it was obviously it was all, all my time, all my years with, with you and teams that you were on were just a, a blast. And I was really, you know, learning my craft too. And you guys were great to bear with me as I was figuring everything out. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I thought it was really interesting at the time. And I remember thinking about it now, thinking about like preparing for this uh, conversation about how, you know, you and Mikey Morgan and um, you know, Gabe and, and those guys, uh, you know, how you guys treated Will, because I think you guys um, saw greatness in him and didn't want him to just kind of settle for, um, you know, the fact that he was just, he was, I guess, a guy who probably physically dominated just everywhere he was and then came into junior and, you know, was still dominating. So you guys probably, I don't know, you can tell me if this was a conscious decision, but I think it kind of worked out this way, at least where you guys really were kind of hard on him. Um, because you wanted him to, uh, yeah, to just not take, you know, success for granted and, and to keep pushing and to try to keep getting better um, and because you knew where he could go. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of a conscious decision it really was. It was, uh, you know, I, I know me and Gabe had, had probably talked to each other that year, but, um, you know, to be a 17-year-old quarterbacking a power play, and um, obviously for him, he was – probably a little nervous just coming in rookie and he didn't didn't want to mess anything up but you can tell that he like just let him know he belongs there he's he's good enough to be there he's he's ready and um kind of you know treating him like you would a guy who's been in the league for three years and has that confidence to make those plays so um i think for us it was all about you know not just us expecting him to do a lot because he is a great player but uh, for him to believe that he he should be making those plays and you know kind of doing the stuff that that he's always been doing so um I, I think we were definitely hard on him when it was you know when we could tell he was kind of being a little nervous out there you know just making just making a mistake because you know he's not like hasn't been in the league that long so um we just tried to help him out and i think he responded really well to that and ultimately you know helped our team do probably over overachieve that year and um you know he's a big part of it yeah i mean you could say overachieved uh i think you guys are pretty good uh and i think you know you run into that uh playoffs and you know that um you know the that the you know that like you guys played them in the first round and then the patriots that team the other team that i was working for i uh, played them in the third round and one thing I'll say, and you know better than me because you played against this guy um, a ton, but Anthony Rapacci was, um, I don't know, how do, how do I like, how do I describe him? He was just like, whether he scored or not, he just affected every game oh, he yeah. played in so much. And obviously he's, I think he's, uh, he still just signed an AHL contract that were post contract anyways. Yeah, he's a poster now. But he had a phenomenal uh, you know, university career with St. Mary's, but uh, he was, 
I don't know. He was like a planet bringing like a gravitational pull of that whole oh, yeah. Canadian team with him. So you guys were just needed the whole team to contain him. I felt like uh, in that series against your Canadians. Yeah, he's a he's a gamer for sure. He's a, he's a guy that's got that high end skill. He's super competitive and he can fly. So yeah. um, he's a guy that every time he's on the ice, he's doing something. If he's not scoring, he's throwing a hit. If he's not hitting, he's blocking a shot. Like he's doing doing everything he can to win. And uh, a guy like that is, is very, very valuable, uh, especially in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. um, and to see him do well at St. Mary's was obviously great. I know I'm away from the rank as both being from, from the city. So mm-hmm. um, to see him sign in Worcester is great. And I've no reason to believe that he won't do great things over there. So yeah. um, I think for him, like, you know, the sky's the limit, even though he's an older guy, it's still, he's fresh out of college. So, um, I, I, I look forward to watching him succeed in pro hockey too. He's a great player and a great person. Yeah. I think certainly, a, a guy that, and obviously in the hockey world is so cruel and it's ridiculous, but, um, you know, he was really small <laughs> in uh, I guess in minor hockey and whatever, yeah. and he wasn't touted very much. And then, um, then, then he just exploded and obviously Mario Chiquillo really gave him a good chance, uh, at Toronto junior Canadians and, and he really ran with it. So. Uh, you know big big kudos and and what a player what a guy obviously yeah, an unbelievable well, dude too so. unbelievable character i'm sure yeah. uh, i'm sure the guys at yeah. Mary's loved him in the lot oh, he was he was the captain there by the end yeah um, yeah and and a guy like you know obviously it's impossible to predict that you know someone's going to climb the ladder and get to the show but if he does it wouldn't surprise me no no bit. and there'd be he's he's a guy that you know he works so hard and yeah um he's such a good person that you can't help but root for him so yeah yeah, unbelievable. And yeah, who I forget who I was talking to. I think one of the like maybe one of the Patriots equipment managers, and just talking about his face and how like he looks like a villain, I guess, in like a movie. <laughs> but actually, he's like the nicest guy. But like yeah. if you just judged him by like sort of his like resting face, you're just like, oh, this guy's evil. Yeah, yeah. But he's a gamer too, so that's also like part of it. But he's certainly, you know, he's a great dude. Once yeah. Once once it's not game time, probably, and you're, oh, not, yeah. and you're not and you're not on the other team. But, oh, even on the ice <laughs> and even mid game, he's joking yeah. around. So. Oh yeah, what a what a player! I remember like All Star games and stuff when he would really care and try really hard and stuff. It's just a one man show. But yeah. Anyways, you know, I also you know talking about all these guys. But I got to talk about, you know, yourself, um, you know, you, you were, uh, again, not, um, yeah, you, I guess you came out of a waxers, um, you know, minor midget program with uh, some interest, but, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, like, how touted you were, um, I guess, Forchie, obviously, with his eye for talent, but, um, you know, talk about your own development, uh, you know, the one thing you really want to see obviously is guys continue to grow and obviously grew physically and get it got bigger and stronger. Um, and that's, you know, a big part of your game, you know, to today. And we'll, and we'll talk about, you know, your plans, but, um, you know, what, just talk about your, your own development to how did you develop and, and what helped you and, and what kind of things in your mind even did you have to overcome and get over? Yeah. So, uh, basically kind of grew up playing for, for uh, a team right in my right in my area, the Don Mills Flyers, um, the '95. So I stayed there for five or six years, and it was awesome. And we had a great team. We had some guys who were, who were playing well and doing great things in the NHL now with with Max Domi and Darnell Nurse and 
Mark Friedman, who just re-signed with, uh, with Philly. So among others who played college. So our team was great. And development wise, it was great to practice with them and play with them every day for five years. You kind of don't realize how, how different it is practicing with that group versus maybe a team that's in fifth or sixth. So uh, just practicing against the top guys your own age every day is, is the biggest development tool. And our coaching staff there was great with my coach, Bobby Marshall, who I played for there for, uh, for six years. And he, uh, he played in Miami, Ohio. He was a, like a hall of famer there and got drafted by Calgary. Um, our assistant coach was like a hundred point guy in the OHL. Scotty McCollin played for the, the Bruins in the AHL for a bit. And then uh, obviously to have Ty Domi on your bench is a pretty big help. So um, those three guys developed and yeah, it was, it was awesome from that standpoint. And then uh, got to minor midget and kind of was going to be hardly playing in my minor major year. And was like, you know what? I kind of want to go just play, like play a lot. And uh, ended up going over to Markham and it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, obviously a little bit of a different, different scene from playing for Don Mills, but uh, that was a fun year. And then um, I was still kind of small at that point, maybe five, nine or something like that. And then uh, went into my first year midget and I was uh, like, that's when I met fortune he kind of helped me out and I practiced with the Vipers when I was 16 and stuff like that. So, um, went back to Don Mills for my midget year and, you know, just kind of grew and figured out my body and how to play my game. And, uh, Forge kind of helped me out with that a lot actually. And, uh, he's the one who hooked me up with Diener. So, um, I think just coming out of minor midget, I was undrafted kind of small, didn't know exactly what I was going to do with hockey or if like playing hockey was going to get me anywhere. So, um, yeah, I just kind of just worked hard and worked on my game. And for me, the biggest thing is like getting out in the winter and spending hours on the pond. There's one or not the pond, but the outdoor rink in the city, I guess. So, uh, me and my friends would just spend hours out there every day. And I think that kind of helped, you know, looking back at it, it definitely helped my game and where I'm at now. I, uh, Growing up, I didn't really, like, my parents didn't really have uh, any plan for me to play hockey. I'm the first person in my family to do it. So um, my mom and dad can hardly skate. So they didn't really know. We all kind of learned by trial. And um, I played lacrosse in the summer growing up, which I think, you know, kids now are playing hockey 12 months a year. And it's uh, the burnout. It's probably really high. So I would encourage parents who have kids in hockey to go put their put their kids in lacrosse. It's it's an incredible sport and uh, I think it's, you know, awesome for hockey, obviously, but just to get your kid away from the rink and let him enjoy his summer and play with his friends and do that stuff. There's transferable skills in it, but it's just, it's just a blast. So uh, I think that was huge in my development as well. Yeah. Very cool. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you go through that last year and you end up at Mercyhurst university and, um, you know, there was there was no doubt in my mind. Um, you know that that you could play there and 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 be successful. Uh, um, but I, you know, I I guess you know as a staff at North York, we were like you, you're going to have to learn, uh, you know, a lot. I guess, and yeah. uh, I'm sure you, I'm sure you, you know, you could fill in the blanks, kind of what I'm saying. But you had the you had the tools for sure, no question uh, in our minds. Uh, uh, you know, what did you learn over the, the four years at Mercyhurst 
uh, you know, hockey wise, what areas did you, did you feel like you got better to eventually be able to, um, you know, you were always a, a good offensive contributor and obviously people who are used to just dominating junior and putting up huge points get to college and it's a rude awakening for a lot of guys. Yeah, for um, sure. But, uh, you know, what was what were some of the, the switches that needed to be flicked uh, for you that, that you feel like, um, you know, through help and whatever that you're able to kind of flick? Yeah, I think the biggest thing was just, you know, coming out of that last junior season, I had a ton of confidence offensively. And uh, I got to college and kind of assumed I'd be playing an offensive role right away. But um, I think for a lot of guys that are going from junior aid to, to college hockey, it's, it's not that way. Um, so. I kind of went in and was playing on the, on the third, fourth line, no real power play and not playing too much. So um, the biggest thing is just working on my defensive game. Um, That was, that was the key point of emphasis in my first, first year, maybe even my second, but um, just learning how to play like solid defense Um, blocking, whether it's blocking shots, which, you know, I'm not scared to do, but um, just learning how to, be in lanes, being always be in the right spot. And it's, it's a lot less freewheeling. So it's always about being in position and being an outlet for someone. And I think that was the biggest adjustment. Whereas in North York, I was playing a lot of minutes a night with under Jazzy and just kind of being able to freewheel a little bit, uh, maybe cheat the game a little bit offensively. So um, the biggest thing was just no, no cheating on the ice and making sure you're stopping on pucks and finishing every check. Cause at the end of the day, that could be the difference in college with a three, two game. So uh, playing that 200 foot game and away from the rink, just kind of adjusting to school and hockey at the same time. And um, you know, the schedule is a lot more hectic. Whereas in junior, you have to rank a couple of times a week for 40 minute practices. And then you play because your schedule is so hectic in games, but uh, with a 30 game schedule, it's a lot about, taking care of your body and you know getting getting in the weight room and doing your video and you're there for for four or five hours a day so uh just making the most of that and being as physically and mentally prepared as you can for every game yeah and uh you know obviously you end up uh you know with a 25 point 35 in 35 game season there at the 2018-19 last year um you know at me at mercyhurst and, and you talk to what you go off and, and play that uh um, you know, play that, play that pro season. Um, but, uh, yeah, now, you know, I know you were kind of trying to figure out what to do and where to go and, and, um, you know, had different thought processes and whether you wanted to hook up with the mighty Kyle, Kyle Clark and, and turn the university of Toronto into a dynasty or, or where you were going to go, I guess, but you end up with, uh, uh, with Ryerson university and, and obviously, um, you know, for those who don't know, play at uh, refurbished, beautiful Maple Leaf Gardens, or I guess it's called the Madame something or another nowadays, and I'm um, just right downtown there. And obviously, they've got lots of talent. I know, um, you know, Ryan Wells uh, is go coming in with you, I believe, into that team, and he's a, a wonderful player, Steelheads, and um, you know, a couple of years with the Patriots too. But uh, he's a, he's a wonderful player and a wonderful kid who just hates losing. I love yeah. kids that just hate losing. Like oh, there's yeah. kids that want to win, but he just he despises losing. So uh, that's one thing I love about Wellesley. But uh, you know, just why why Ryerson? I know there's lots of reasons, but why for you? Yeah. So for me, um, in like my whole process, the biggest point of emphasis for me was was my education. Um, 
if I'm going to get a master's, I want to do it right and uh, have it hold some value. So um, being from here and wanting to work, work downtown Toronto, um, I, I figured doing my MBA in, in the city was the best option. Um, so it really kind of narrowed it down to, to a few different schools. And from there, I just let the staff know that it was a school decision. Obviously the hockey part is uh, that's, that's, in, in my decision-making process, it was secondary, but it's always, it's always in your head. Like, Oh man, I can play at the gardens. It's being a Toronto kid. It's pretty cool. So um, yeah, the staff over at, at U of T in New York are all are, are great. And um, at the end of the day, getting my, the opportunity to get my MBA from a school like Ryerson um, and play with, for a great program under, under Johnny Duco and Corey. Um I think it's a great opportunity for me, not only on the school side, but also on the hockey side. Um, obviously, we have a great a great team. Hopefully, we get to play here soon. But um, the for me, it was mostly a, a school decision, and um, you know that's that's kind of what it boiled down to the most. But I'd be lying if I said that uh, that playing for Ryerson, and uh, you know, I've heard nothing but great things about the program from some friends. So. Um, I'd be lying if I said that wasn't in the back of my mind. Yeah, including obviously Johnny Carpino, who uh, who you played with a couple of years, and um, you know, obviously when I ended up at Ryerson after transferring, I guess from Western Michigan, I believe, and I think he's playing yeah. pro or was playing pro in um, in Italy, just uh, just destroying it uh, over there, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. But you know, how how tough has it been uh, for you mentally? I mean, you you have this sort of last year to play you know, like college or university hockey, you know, you have a full four-year career of Mercedes that has its ups and downs emotionally already. And then, you know, obviously COVID has hit everybody in sorts, all sorts of ways, you know, but uh, mentally, like, it's got to be so frustrating uh, for you, like, after a whole year of not playing, you know, and then including that Mercyhurst situation where you, you know, you broke your leg. Um Man, I, I can't uh, I can't imagine what it's kind of been like waiting and waiting and hoping for you this year. Yeah, it's uh it's been tough. Um, I think the biggest difference from my third year, where you know I kind of got hurt in November and got surgery, and was thinking, yeah, my season's my season's probably done here. So um, at that point, like you just want to root on the guys, and people are still playing, and you're still with the team, and it's it's fun to watch, and you know you know that physically you can't go and there, there's nothing you can do about it except wait and do your rehab. So um, this one's a little bit different where everyone's healthy, everyone's chomping at the bit to start playing. And especially after taking a year off to make myself eligible for September, um, it, it's, it's frustrating, obviously. Um, public health is priority number one. Um, I know some people who have been affected by it and um, I'm doing, you know, everything I can and making sure to, to practice social distancing and mask up whenever I leave the house and stuff like that. So um, public safety is number one, but uh, obviously, you know, you're as a competitor, you want to play and I'm sure everyone in the league in every league that's not playing is the same way. So um, right now it's just kind of staying, staying prepared, trying to skate and get my workouts in with uh, I'm still working out with carps. So, him and uh, Dr. Jason Israelski. So it's uh, it's great, great being in the gym and seeing those guys every day. But, um, you know, obviously I want to start playing hockey and playing games and, you know, getting back into the swing of things. So, yeah, just kind of 
biding my time and uh, being ready when when the time comes. Yeah, Jay is roasty, what a legend. And uh, oh, yeah. I actually need to get back to him about something too, believe it or not. Anyway, that's that's an aside. Uh, yeah, Woody, I really appreciate uh, you coming on all this uh, all this time. I'll leave it with one last question. And uh, I know Claude Desjardins is not ever going to listen to this, so anyway, that's okay. I don't mind. If he gets mad at me, that's fine. I haven't talked to him in like, I don't know, six years, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, if, you know, you had been traded, I know like it was talked about, if you had been dealt to the Patriots in 2014-15, would the Patriots have won the RBC Cup? Oh, come on now. <laughs> I mean, I don't, how far did they get that year? They did they win? They won the league that went year. To the, went to right? the Dudley, yeah. Yeah, no, um, you know, I guess we'll never know. Um, would have been fun to make a deep run, but yeah. um, it is what it is, and I love every every second of being for, playing for North York. And, I know. Uh, yeah, it was nothing but good things to say about it, and then even some guys I played against in college, we'd still you know meet up after the game or before the game, and you know, kind of just say hi and check in and you know the the network of people that i met there is great everyone everyone helps each other out whether it's you know while we're playing or after so um yeah i have nothing but great things to say and that's that's how i met you so yeah it's uh it's good to have someone you know it's pretty cool to have you call every single game i ever played in in that league yeah. so it's uh it was it was great and i want to thank you for having me on yeah i know it's cool you you answered that uh question very uh very professionally. Um, I, I should also say that uh, Mercyhurst, and and I guess we'll do a bonus question here. Mercyhurst, uh, obviously, a school that pays pretty good attention to the OJ and has gotten some good success. Pretty cool to see. Obviously, you and Patty kind of went there um, or were yeah. there at the same time. But uh, then, obviously, um, you know Joey Maziars, who uh, you know, if you're a guy who's interested in sort of maybe future NHL players. Um, you know, Joey Maziar is, uh, is just absolutely electric and outstanding. And he's a guy who went from North York to Mercyhurst and Ashton Stocky and, and uh, Dante Spagnuolo, who I don't know if you know him. I know him very yeah. well, but he ended up with North York too. And then also to Mercyhurst. So there's lots of North York uh, Mercyhurst connections too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, I got the chance to go down uh, last year before the season started. Uh, pro starts later than college. So. Me and a few of the other Mercyhurst alumni, like uh, Derek Barash and Joey, who's with uh, Cleveland, and uh, Joey Duzak, who's signed with Toronto. Um, so we all went down and skated with the team and hung out with the guys for a couple of weeks before the golf tournament. So mm -hmm. I got to meet uh, Stocky, Spags, and Maz, and they're all awesome guys. I'm sure they're loving it down there. Uh, I know they were when they when I was down there. So um, yeah, they're all great kids, great players. And it's, it's great to see, you know, more North York guys going to college hockey, whether it's at Mercyhurst or, or elsewhere, but obviously uh, I have a little soft spot for the guys going to Mercyhurst. 